Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. All right, the first question is, how is your firm, Focus Wealth Management, investing in artificial intelligence, known as AI technology, for its clients? Very good question. So look, that's the, the buzzword right now is AI. Um, you know, I think it really goes to, to our core portfolios and our continued belief uh, in large cap technology. Uh, you know, last year when the NASDAQ was down over 35 percent because the Fed was raising interest rates and everybody thought that these large cap tech companies were your father's dot com stocks in 1999 on the show in a firm economic market update many times. We said that is not the case. Why large cap tech? We increased our exposure to the triple Qs and, and other holdings. And I think when you look at, at you know, what's going on in, in artificial intelligence, you really see large cap tech names emerging. You know, those top you know, five or 10 that, that are really leading the rally up until, you know, let's say last week's point. Now, from a, from a, a business perspective, right? Um, and when you look at the technologies that are out there and the adaptability of them, you know, if you are not adapting uh, artificial intelligence uh, over the next five years, I think you're running like a 40 to 50 percent chance uh, of being out of business. So we internally uh, have a lot of applications and continued use uh, of some of these technologies that uh, have really helped out our team and, and help manage, you know, not only our clients' monies, but our clients' relationships and, and paperwork uh, in a really uh, good, productive fashion. So. That's a that's a good way to answer it, and I would hit on it with one other particular thing on on the research side, right? When you have all this ability to dissect data faster um, through different computing components and artificial intelligence applications, it's going to allow you to filter through data and read through it much more efficiently in order to create forecasts. I think that is. Definitely a major application to all of this. And on the backside of it, what you mentioned about adaptability of technology, you know, a lot of these software companies were getting shellacked last year. And the really good, well-managed companies pivoted so quickly from revenue growth to profitability growth. And you can see these companies really come to the top and the, the, the really good ones have outperformed as of late. So I think this is a trend that most likely is going to have a little bit of ebbs and flows of volatility, but it's going to stick for the long term for sure. It's just going to happen fast. Okay. Second question. The Fed is expected to pause on raising interest rates this week for the first time in 15 months, according to economists surveyed by Bloomberg. Do you agree with that? And what do you expect to happen in the stock and bond markets? So this is a little bit tricky for me because particularly right now, there is about a 31% implied chance that the Federal Reserve hikes interest rates this week. Now, when you look at inflation's forward move, you're more than likely to see a mid three, maybe a high 3% inflation number this month. And then it's going to go to the low threes or even there's a chance that it can go to the high twos in July. So what's really interesting is that you're looking at a uh, probability, at least implied by the markets, that says the Fed has a higher probability to hike in the month of July than they do in the month of June. So I find that particularly odd because with the path and the trajectory of inflation going down faster two months from now, I would assume that it is much more likely that the Fed hikes rates this particular meeting. Now, even if the I got to tell you, Mike, I, I, look, I hate to go out on the limb decisions uh, today. 
you know, later on in the afternoon was around two fifteen, I think, something like that. Is it two two fifteen? Two two fifteen. Uh, so we're going out on a limb, but I think if you look at the failed, you know, pause, start, pause, stop, start. Uh, in some of the European, you know, European central banks and around the world, uh, my gut is that they go another 25 today with a statement um, because nothing, you know, the, the little banks got recapped. They're OK. Nothing else is broken. Inflation is coming down. Uh, the equity markets are, you know, really doing very well on the year. Right. Coming into the half or right, yeah. you know, doing very well. Uh, you're hearing people say, hey, should we be getting in stocks now? And, you know. Um, that that move has happened and it will continue to happen. But, uh, you know, it's the, the, the tide is turning. Uh, earnings are good, right? Yeah, comps, as you said many times. Or, you comps know, actually ease considerably over the next few months. And I think that's one of the reasons that stocks have gotten this lift. Plus, you've gotten recent statements from the Bank of China talking about stimulating again. And as inflation slows here, that is going to give foreign countries a little bit more firepower to actually utilize more stimulus with their central banks around the world. We're not going to do it. You know, it's just and like my forehead. Has been just like my forehead. You got to follow through. You got to follow through on your swing. You got to follow through on what you're doing uh, from a policy response. And I think we're going to see some more follow through today. I would be very surprised if the Fed paused and then hiked again. Um, the only reason I think that they would do that would be if they were to pause and then you saw a lot of commodities rally with the implication that this was the beginning of some sort of a Fed pivot. A pause here is absolutely not a pivot, but oil prices were down big on Monday again, and you have that variable working in your favor as it pertains to inflation. Once the Fed stops and or cuts, oil is going to go in the other direction on them, and you don't want the Fed to pause. Inflation, which is definitely on a downward trajectory now to tick back up and for them to have to re-engage in a hiking cycle. That just looks bad. I'd rather them hike now and then wait in July, personally. I'm sorry, Larry, we cut you off. Go ahead with what you were saying. The market has just been overly optimistic and anticipating a rate cut, you know, or pause for like the last six months. So I wouldn't bet. Yeah, but you know what? You know what I'm thinking? Maybe they're overly optimistic in this coming to an end. And is that why we've seen this continued rally? Um, now, if that rally is widening out, right, from that handful, let's call it the top eight tech stocks, and what we've seen over the past week and a half is that rally broadening out. Goldman Sachs was out with a note Monday morning uh, talking about how they expect to see the rally broaden. Uh, I read over the weekend in Barron's that I think any time. We didn't say that two weeks ago. No, and any time we've had a handful of stocks uh, up. You know, 10% leading with very, very narrow breath that like 99% of the time you've had another 11% on the S&P 500 as breath expanded. Uh, you know, internally, our speak all summer is that we do have value exposure, right? Value got beat up less last year, but it's certainly you look at the Dow and it's, uh, you know, a little bit underperforming, a lot underperforming the S&P this year. Uh, and I think over the summer, that's going to be a good spot to be. And I would think that that's a good spot to be because maybe tomorrow, if they do go 25, maybe the statement will be dovish. And obviously, if they don't go, it's a dovish move, right? So maybe that's what the markets have been interpreting. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, didn't Goldman Sachs just say we're going to have a recession like three or four Goldman weeks ago? Goldman actually just lowered the recession probability for 2023. Um, they lowered it from like 35 or 40% down to 25%. And if you look at how much comps and the year-over-year -year comparison, remember, all the data is compared on a year-over-year -year basis. 
And if you look at retail and technology comps, my God, we're going to start to go into much easier comparisons because in the second quarter of, and third quarter of last year, things kind of fell off a cliff. So and You know what, Larry? I, I like what you just said. And yes, they did say that. And that's why being an independent registered investment advisor is so great because we get this news from everywhere and we do our homework. And we're not just going, you know, with the herd on the street. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be challenging to get two negative consecutive quarters of GDP now with comps easing so much. But the beginning of last year, when we had two consecutive negative quarters, nobody called it a recession, except for us. You, except for you. Anyways, guys, that was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at twoquestiontuesday.com, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Great, guys. Thank you.